I'm Michael Fox, the publisher of the Prospector News, and this is the Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly for December 31st. And you'll notice a little background noise as I am uh, in the Toronto airport as we're uh, recording it. So joining me as he does uh, every week, I've got Mickey Wolf, the prisoner Welcome, Mickey. Thanks, Mike. So I was uh, I was away in London all week, and uh, it's been a golden week. Let's uh, let's take a look at the markets. Yeah, it was a golden week. Gold hit an all-time high today, up considerably today, about thirty or forty bucks. Close at 2,070, that's over a 3% gain. Uh, basically on economic news, which is bad out of the U.S., uh, DXY was down, bonds are down big time, so gold becomes a safe haven in that scenario. We should also mention that we are at the beginning of the seasonal rise of gold. Gold always uh, increases year after year after year from sometime in December until, say, the end of February. Silver also had a nice week, 25.41, up 4.5%. Platinum gained 3 bucks to close at 9.4. Palladium uh, hit a, another low of less than 1,000 at 9.84. That's down almost 7%. Yeah, the precious metals did pretty well for uh, for the most part for the week, and uh, the uh, industrial metals uh, seem to have been a bit caught a bit underneath them as well. Well, I didn't really look at the other ones, but copper was up six cents, closed at three eighty four. That's another good gain. It basically ignored the U.S. data for private numbers out of China, which uh, refuted their PMI. Uh, contracting and also lower inventories. We're looking at a huge contango this week, about seven cents, which is uh, huge. <laughs> uh, so anyway, copper closed at 384, up six cents. Yeah, moving on to, uh, to energy, uh, oil, oil is a laggard again. Oil ignored the OPEC announcement of 2.2 million barrels per day and voluntary cuts. The market lost all day long, uh, close at 74.27. That's down over a percent. Let's look at the numbers, rigs plus four, production flat once again at 13.2 million barrels per day. The inventories were up 1.6 million barrels. Refineries were up Two to three hundred thousand barrels of fifteen point five million barrels per day. Uh, meanwhile, oil and gasoline inventories remain at their five-year range bottoms, and imports dropped to five point eight million barrels per day. Yeah, and that other energy, uranium, uh, keeps ticking higher, although the rate of growth is uh, it's slowed down substantially. Well, it slowed down this week. <laughs> if you can say that, uh, but it is up something like uh, 15 or 20 of the last 18 to 23 weeks, something like that. Uh, this uptick basically started uh, in February, went up and down a bit, but it's been full force since uh, early August. 
uranium closed up 13 cents to 80.88, and at least two U.S. producers developers hit 52-week or even all-time highs this week. So at least U.S. ISR producers and developers are now catching up with the uranium price. Uh, yeah, the, but the uranium market was about the only thing that was hot and talked about in London while I was there, and uh, you know, uh, everything else was uh, just kind of languid discussions. Uh, let's take a yeah, look at the money. Yeah, I bet you if we were there today, though, people would be talking about gold. If I were there today, they would definitely have been talking about gold, but uh, I was on a plane between uh, between there and Toronto where I'm sitting right now, so uh, I missed all the gold excitement, you know, on the plane. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the money markets. We already mentioned the dollar was down. It's been down for the last five weeks. Considerable loss, not this week, but in uh, all total, we're looking at... Uh, something around better than three percent a lot of what drove markets this week was the decline in 10-year treasury bond uh we're looking at a low since early september closed down 25 basis points to 4.22 percent the two to 10-year inversion remains uh exactly that an inversion at about a negative 35 basis points. Uh, generally, when bonds are down, stocks are up, and that continued this week. Yeah, the markets looked uh, looked like they were in the black the whole week. Yeah, despite middling housing numbers, a very bad PMI came in at 44, which is pretty strong contraction with 50 being neutral. Uh, Wall Street really isn't listening except to Jerome Powell's mumble jumble, and he did some more of that uh, today, and the market surged, so uh, it's a bit crazy. Let's look at the numbers. Dow 36, 246, up 2.4%. S&P 500, 45.95, up 8 tenths of percent. The VIX remains very low at 12.7. NASDAQ if there was an underperformer, it was the high tech market closed at 14,305, up uh, four tenths of percent on the week. But all these markets, let's see, have been up five weeks in a row now. Yeah, even our uh, our usual whipping boy, the TSXV, is uh, is up on the week. Although I gotta say, I had a lot of interesting conversations there with some investment bankers from Europe and being Canadian, they kept asking me the same question. What's going on with the TSXV? Why is there a disconnect? And I really didn't have much of an answer for them. Well, I would have an answer. It's a broken, it's a broken model. And uh, uh, it's not the first time I've said that. So one thing we did have this week was higher volumes at the end of the month. Uh, the TSXV has been up for the last five weeks, uh, and but it's still that's coming off the pre-China virus low of 510 uh, three weeks ago. So uh, I don't know if it will react to the price of gold. Probably not. If it does, there'll be a lag. Usually, it'll, it'll, if we'll if there is a reaction there, we'll see it. Uh, you know, middle next week. 
So as we look forward, Mickey, what's the what's the calendar look like for next week and the first week of December? Is, are things pretty winding busy. down and wrapping up? Pretty busy. We have the service PMI uh, on Tuesday, Bank of Canada rate decision on Wednesday. Markets won't react to that. But Friday is a big day with the monthly non-farm payroll report and the Always Watch University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. And I'm going to tell you what you ought to be doing next week. And it it's uh, our Rolling Stones theme song, Time Waits for No One. It's a 1974 ballad, and it was Mick Taylor's swan song. After that, he quit the song the stones because he was not credited as a an author of this song uh and i'm telling you folks you need to start planning if you haven't already done do your year-end planning and your financial planning for next year i've been busy doing this for about the last two weeks there's going to be lots of turmoil in the market next year and it's time to plan for that. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a position to be girding one's loins going forward, that's for sure. As always, I've been away, so I, I, I have no idea what's coming at me for a poll question this week. Well, you never do. So here's our poll question. Which branch of the United States of America's federal government is the most corrupt and your choices are there's only three branches so that's the executive the legislative the judicial or number four other reply below is uh number four all of the above it could be well then i'm going with number four part all of the above well i'm going to disagree with you there because i don't think the judicial uh part of government is especially corrupt and i would choose the executive branch because that's the deep state and by far they have the most negative effect on the american people oh that's fair comment mickey so next week we're back at it again on friday and uh under more normal circumstances with uh with us both back in uh our respective offices. So I uh, look forward to chatting with you again next week, Mickey. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks for uh, making time to do this. I know you must be jet lagged uh, and uh, uh, I trust you made it through customs without getting pulled over. Uh, yeah, customs is a breeze. So uh, I've, I've lucked out that way. Take care, Mick. We'll talk next week. All right. Thanks, Mike. The Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated by our friends at Kitco.com. Mickey Falp and his musings can be found at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter at MercenaryGeo. And I'm Michael Fox, published at theprospectornews.com. Thank you for listening, and please join us again next week.